0: so I get downstairs and my friend is still down wandering around in the hallway and I'm like what are you still doing here and he's like I'm lost and I'm like oh my god how many times have I shown you the front door it's down the hall past the Medal of Freedom past the Emmys past the People's Choice Awards past the Kids' Choice Awards the Teen Choice Awards the Mark Twain Prize, the Peabody take a left at the gift shop and that is the front door
1: Hello, and welcome to the Comedy Review Review. We're two uh, normal guys just checking out the comedy on Netflix and reviewing it. With me, Gabriel. And me, Rob. Hi. And Hi, I'm, Rob. I'm
2: Rob. I'm back.
1: Gabriel and Rob.
2: Yes. Uh, Are we normal? Have you, added, have you added that in?
1: Did I say... I was normal.
2: No, you said we were normal guys.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I added that in. Yeah.
2: Oh, okay. How how did you come to that conclusion?
1: Well, that we're normal guys. Yeah. Well, I wanted something to I tried to I wanted something to uh, sort of say at the beginning to try and add it in. Okay. So I said that what we are is the normal guys. Okay. When I go and down when I'm going down the street, I put my shoes on the same time, one at the all both at the same time. Just like any modern man. You put them on at
2: the same time. Yes. So you don't tie them up one at a time. You literally, you line them up and you jump straight into them. Alright, do you want to know how I do it? Um, well, surely if we were normal guys, the listeners would already know.
1: Yeah, but you're the weirdo. But I thought we were two normal guys. You're, well, you're a famously weird freak. Do, and I'm wo- sorry you've made me admit that on the show. Do words
2: mean anything to you, Gabriel? Or Look, do, do you just say stuff and then think lying. about it? I was lying. I
1: was covering for you and lying, and you immediately you you immediately ruined it. Okay, explain to me how it's done. All right. So every normal person puts their shoes on like this. The shoes are in a bag. Yes. Okay. So you get they're in new... a blue they're in a blue poly bag on so, the floor. So
2: I got Gabriel. So I could uh, because I'm taking notes. Um, yeah. So these are new shoes every time you go out. Is that why? No, they're... It's,
1: no, same shoes. But same you... in fact, you've had these shoes for years. But you—they store... are oldest friends. So you store them in a bag. They're in a—they're in an open blue poly bag on the floor. Okay. Okay. And that's no, why you, you had, keep them. No, hey, you've had these shoes for years, man. Okay. They are oldest friends. These shoes have been through you with everything. Been
2: through you've you. Been, you've been. <laughs> How with... how have the shoes been through you, Gabriel?
1: Well, sometimes when times are hard, you have to swallow whole and shit out unharmed yeah. your shoes for lunch. Yes. And that's where the phrase
2: Swallow your pride and digest your soul. Yes. Because it's both it both from. shoes, so it's
1: what... souls. What... <laughs> When people say, it's time to swallow your pride and digest your soul. Souls. Souls. Yeah. What they mean is... Take your shoes off and... Yeah. Yeah. It's lean times. And you're wearing your shoes. You have to take them off. Yeah. Swallow them whole. Yeah. Digest them. Shit them out whole. Put them back on. Yeah. That's what swallow... That's what swallow your pride and digest your souls means. Yes, um, it's so not really a been saying, that is famous it? Phrase, well, it's more. I an hear instruction. people say it. <laughs> Well, yes, it's true. <laughs> I've never heard anybody say that outside of the context of telling me to do it. They're always like, "Hey, listen, Bucko, it's time to swallow your pride and digest your souls."
2: What now? But but I, I'm watching the film.
1: No, listen. To me, Buster. You've seen that you've been playing watching that film for three days. It's time to swallow your pride and digest your souls. But 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 it's getting There's to the- too there's too many actors in that film. It's impious. Put it turn it off, Rob Robert. Okay. It's time to swallow your pride and digest your souls, Robert.
2: Okay. Uh, so I go over to my blue polyester bag, which is yeah, where so I now, blue ke- poly bag. which is now where I know I must keep all my shoes. Do, hang on, the are, two... they, are they in different bags? So I need to. Yes, co- of
1: course they're in different bags. Okay. Rob, of course they're in different bags. They're all in separate, each pair of shoes is in a different blue poly bag.
2: Okay. Is there a way of distinguishing the bags or is no. it like, pot, look which shoes you get out?
1: no the bags are open you can see into them if you like okay. look down okay they're open on the floor okay you can see the shoes in the bag yes you hold on to something like a rail or a banister
2: so these so these bags aren't just in the middle of the floor then
1: well i mean they could be as long as there's a rail or banister nearby or a door frame okay and then you pop your shoes on, and you're ready to work, baby.
2: Okay. Step no, out well, of the back. Well, okay, Gabriel, Gabriel, just you, I I know I know this is natural to you, but it is. I, this is like,
1: Rob. This is like pulling teeth for me. Which, is that natural it's as well? Completely everyday occurrence. It's my normal everyday. You don't pull. This the, is just you ordinary life.
2: You don't pull them out. You just sort of extend them a bit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I pull, I pull them just to get, make them longer. Yeah. It's my job. I go to the dog kennels and I pull on the dog's teeth. Do, do you have, to make them longer?
2: Do you, do you have string which is, not string, do you have teeth which is like that sort of string that magicians Stringy have teeth. that they pull out of their sleeves? You have a tooth and you just keep pulling it and you go, it go, it's gone, it's gone below your chin. It's kept it's kept going. It's kept going. It stops.
1: Sometimes you are pulling on a dog's tooth and it keeps getting longer and longer and longer. <laughs> yeah. Until you've got piles of it in your hand and you're like, I'm not going to get to the bottom of this in a day. Yeah. You have to call in the doctor.
2: Yeah. So you, you get your nail file out and you have to file it all the way back file up. It
1: down to a snub. Back up
2: it. to the stump.
1: It's always sad. <laughs> you have to file it back up to a snub. Yeah. So, yeah, and so, then you step out the bag, you're ready to get on with your day. It's very simple, really.
2: So, so, so uh, as I was going to say, uh, go into a little bit more detail of the process of putting the shoes on simultaneously. Simultaneously. It's all the American comedy stuff we've been watching.
1: Mm, it's been brainwashing us. Yeah. You know. Hey, I, I've got a hankering to go out and eat a a burger. Beef burger. Yeah. I right
2: know. Isn't it ironic that if an American and an English person said simultaneously simultaneously that it wouldn't be simultaneous?
1: <laughs> That's pretty good. Did you set that up in, in advance?
2: No, I just I just thought of that. Um I've been using but well we'll come on to it. I've been I've learned a trick from Ellen DeGeneres about nice. an easy way to create jokes. Um so okay. we'll we'll come on to that later in the show. Well, should we introduce what we're talking about? Sneak Preak, it's based on the library bit.
1: Okay, should we introduce what we're talking about? No,
2: you were going to talk about the shoes.
1: I don't think I was. I think I was done with that bit. I think what what I'm going to do is I'm going to keep saying, should we introduce what we're talking about in the same tone of voice until I get a clean one that I can cut you out of.
2: Okay, but... So should we
1: introduce what we're
2: talking about? No, no. Well... I want to be normal, Gabriel. When
1: will I be normal? Oh, my God. Make me normal. No. (laughs) You're doomed to be a freak. You're a little... You're a little freak.
0: So it's been 15 years since I've done stand-up, and when I decided to do this special, uh, a friend of mine was at my house, and I told him I'm going to do stand-up again. And he said, really? And I said... Yeah, I was hoping for more of a really, but it was really. And I said, yes, why? And he said, well, do you think you're still relatable? And I said, yes, I do think I'm still relatable. I'm a human being. And he said, well, I mean, your life has changed so much. And I said, I, I know, but I still think I'm relatable. And anyway, just then, Batu, my butler, stepped into the library. And... He announced that my breakfast was ready, and I... So,
1: we're going to get into reviewing Ellen DeGeneres' most... Uh, the famous show of Relatable on Netflix specials. Uh, the Netflix special. Yes. Um, And we'd like to start with a little thing we like to call... Just a second. Hit the track. Hit it. Hit it.
2: Hit it. Hit it! Hit
1: it! Hit it! Hit it! Hit it! Welcome to Just a Second. bo, bo-, bo-,
2: bo-, 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 bo- With your host, Rob Key. Hello, people, it's me. Yeah, and welcome to Just a Second. Joining me this welcome. week on Just a Second, it's me again. Hello. Uh, um, yeah, and uh, you, the audience. Uh, and Gabriel is here. Hello, Gabe. Hey. Hi, Gabe. Hi. How are you doing this week?
1: Well, I've got a little disease.
2: Okay. Is it gonna hold you back?
1: Not today! Uh, what's this disease called? It's called... needing to do the show.
2: Okay, shall we... <sighs> yeah. yes, Yes, uh, let's do the show then. Uh, so, uh, would you like to start us this week, uh, talking for just a second? Uh, Gabriel will start us, uh, talking about Ellen DeGeneres, uh, and relatable. Uh, when you're ready, Gabriel. Three.
1: Okay. Uh, wait, do you have a timer set?
2: Uh, I have a special alarm.
1: Okay, perfect. Well, I'll, I look forward to hearing a special alarm. Okay. Right. And count me in. Three. Two. what? It's just a s- second! Bring! What?
0: Bring! S-
2: Bring! <laughs> that, that's, that's it. Well done, Gabriel. You've survived the time. Yes! Uh, I'm cured! Oh, good. Uh, join us. I
1: can walk again.
2: Join us next week for just a second, as we'll be doing the same stuff again. Uh, let's get on with the show.
1: Yeah. The, uh, the real show. Okay. So that was just a second. Yes. Um, that was hopefully a good enough intro to Ellen DeGeneres' show. Yes. I had another round I thought we could do later. Oh, dear. Um, I think you're pushing the boat out. Which is out. based on the Ellen DeGeneres show. Uh, what, what? Because what I thought of the Ellen DeGeneres show was, it was, uh, really good at talking about stuff that I notice and think about all the time. Don't you agree, Rob?
2: Okay. What, so you notice Ellen DeGeneres' trophies a lot?
1: Yeah. You, I love you, thinking, I
2: always
1: them. notice that. Okay. Uh. I always notice about how, uh, People always bring in their animals on planes. Yes. Yes. That's one of those things that I've noticed. And one thing that I love to think about, and, uh, you know, uh, we could maybe work this into a bit of a segment of our own, is uh, this thing of uh, some of these sayings nowadays. Huh, Rob? Yeah, the, what What are they all about? Some of these sayings that we have? Yeah. Wh- where Where do they actually come from?
2: What what I want to know is I, I, I mean I mean call me old fashioned. I think there's too many sayings and not enough thinkings nowadays. <laughs> you, don't, you know you I get agree. my drift.
1: I think I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Some of these kids nowadays really need to study uh a little guy called Jesus Christ. Yes. Um so so I was thinking what we could do. <clears throat> is we could have a little round where we sort of just go off on one a bit do a bit of a rant about one of these sayings yes that uh, we just don't why do what does it even mean
2: yes what i mean, um, I mean is, there, is there a special
1: saying you want to have a go at so well we could think of one each we could give each other one okay what so this is what i was thinking i could go all right rob your famous saying is, and then I'd say a famous saying, and then you could sort of go, well, this saying, this saying, I mean, what does it mean? You know, and you could talk about sort of where it's from or whatever, just riff on it in a way that is bound to be funny. Does it, ha- so am I being positive about the saying Wrong. in
2: an ironic way? Or you, am you I have complete
1: creative control here. Oh, okay. I'm right. letting you run wild with this prompt. Honestly, you can say whatever you want, as long as it doesn't badmouth is... Squarespace or uh Quip toothbrushes, yeah, or uh, you know that one of those fucking things that like sends people who can't get their shit together boxes that teach them how to do basic things in their lives, like dress themselves and eat. Yeah. Uh, what so those... don't
2: d- don't diss any of those guys. Those people uh, of Eight Gag or whatever yeah. they are. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
1: Uh, and so yeah, and then you would throw it back to me, uh, and you'd say, you know, okay, well, Gabriel, I've been thinking a lot about this saying. What What do you think about that? And then I'd sort of go off on one, and we'd okay. score well, each other. Well, I, I, I
2: want to say, call me old-fashioned, Gabriel. Mm-hmm. What What, what is it about all these sayings? You know, why Why can't we have some more doings? You know what I mean? <laughs> Just. I mean, people doing true. it! It's true! I wanna see people just doing it,
1: you know? It's true! It's true!
2: Stop it with all,
1: ah. Oh. Now, just... I was, I was just thinking, right? What are all these sayings? There's not enough prayings! Yeah. Nowadays, you know, all these sayings nowadays, where's well, the prayings? Yeah, well, they, they,
2: they don't even know who to pray to!
1: Yeah, there's too many or gods on nowadays, Or pray on! Yeah, nobody knows who to prey on anymore. It's like we can't yeah. easily distinguish between predator and prey anymore.
2: Yeah, me too. Has dealt with that.
1: Yes, c- quite handily. Thank you, sir. So uh, do you want to do the that? will upset all of those you... on
2: nine gag.
1: <laughs> those bastards on eight gag. Yeah, <laughs> they're so funny. They're not funnier than me. Yeah,
2: who? Do I they... could do
1: a picture of Benjamin Franklin. And say that he discovered electricity and that all the kids nowadays are too stupid to do it?
2: Well what I wanna say is Gabriel, what yeah. is it about all these sayings they have? Like, yeah. call me old fashioned. What happened yeah. to this acting that he used to
1: have? Yeah. Back in the
2: day. Back it was in the all d- one way. Back Street. in the day, people didn't need words to express themselves. They just looked at each other anew, and knew. Right? They did stuff. Yeah. They just, yeah. They was like, you didn't have to go Oh hi there, Mr. Boss. Mm, what do yeah, I yeah, have yeah. to do today at work? Yes. <laughs> um, I think and I'm the,
1: going to go the, shopping.
2: Why don't you scratch your own back and you'll scratch mine, or whatever I'm sayings going they to have. F- f- throw myself in the river. Yeah, you, you go into work.
1: The boss would point, and you do the thing. You do the thing he points. Yeah. At. Hey, you know, I've been thinking about these sayings nowadays, right? A lot of these sayings we have nowadays. Yes. I think, you know, say what you will. I think we've got a bit too much saying nowadays, and not enough staying. Yeah.
2: People are moving around all over the shop. Oh, just say what they want. Itinerants with, with their megaphones.
1: Yeah. Just. And their smartphones. Oh, what's these so smart about? Yeah. They don't exactly. even work as phones. No, I tried to call my grandson on it. Yeah, and I did. I got a virus. Yeah, i
2: I used my I used my so called smartphone the other day. I went on it. I rang up my stepsister. She's mm. not even smart. She's, Pre- yeah. she's contract
1: exactly. And I've Dresses got a viral scruffily. infection. Yeah. In my arsehole now. Okay. Is
2: is this one of these infections that's been spreading across the internet really
1: fast? That's right. And yeah. It's a sensation. Yes. What kind of sensation? It's setting the media on fire. Is it also setting your ass on fire? Yes it is. Yes. It's very painful.
2: <laughs> Thanks for the details. Should I do the
1: outro music for that game? Yes. Uh Okay. Here we go. Uh, Here it comes. Do 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 Just saying,
2: saying, saying all the time. Saying, 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 saying all the saying time. Saying, saying all the all the saying time. Saying all the all the saying. Why is all the saying happening all the time?
0: But I do. I love these expressions that curl up and read a good book, or you know, bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. That did someone have a bird in the hand and say, and someone said, "There's two in the bush." Yep, but I got one in the hand. So but there's two in the bush yes but I got one in the hand and that's worth two in the bush it is yes one in the hand is worth two in the bush why do you call it the hand it's your hand why do you say the hand for Pete's sake who's Pete and why are we doing everything for his sake Fit as a fiddle. Is that a good shape? I don't, know. I don't know. My favorite expression is best thing since sliced bread. Really, is that the benchmark right there? That's.
1: So the reason I picked the Ellen DeGeneres show is a lot of our fans have been getting on at me like... uh you know all these all this time you're reviewing all these men, all the men all out there. You know,
2: yeah. What all we, the...
1: the listener base for your show, really want is we want you to take down one of these women, get one of these women and really destroy, like tear them apart. These women and really yes. show them what's what. You know, you're going after all these men all the time. Why don't you it's... go to get in there and really, you know, they want us to like really tear this woman a new one. You know, really, what not even either. Attack not attack either. Not even just the woman
2: on stage, because there was an awful lot of women in the audience as well.
1: And we uh, want to attack them too. And yeah. our audience wants us to do that. So we can't be held responsible. So we're attacking a woman this week. I hope everybody's pleased that we're doing that. Yes. Um, you know, okay. that should assuage everybody's, uh, needs. Yes. New Year, duos. Ellen DeGeneres, whose show I thought was quite bad. Um, yes. I thought it was, not, not really bad. Not even slightly funny at any point. Um, And like insanely long. I it was like did... an hour and a half long. It was an hour and
2: ten minutes. It
1: was so long. It was
2: not really long compared to the other ones. Did it seem long?
1: God, it was so long. It was incredibly long. There were the... I kept like clicking on the screen and being like, oh, wow, only 45 minutes to go. Oh, wow, only 37 minutes to go. Oh wow, only 35 minutes to go. Yes. You know, it was. So, just so relentless. why was
2: it, why was it only quite bad and not really bad?
1: Why was it only quite bad and not really bad? I don't know. I think I just kind of like Ellen DeGeneres. What, as I think an she idea? seems like a, a nice-ish person. She's probably fun to be around. Um, uh, you know. But she's just not very imaginative. Okay. And she's written a set about the exact same five subjects almost everybody we've watched so far has covered because I think but we're getting a pretty it... good idea of what it's like to be a rich comedian, which is you go on planes, you go to restaurants, you watch telly, you do or do not look after children or you have a or do not have a wife. Um how many yes. was that? that was five yeah you know yes, uh she completely failed to deviate from any of those subjects in a meaningful way, like sort of at all, except for to paint herself as some kind of uh savior for women well, okay,
2: so i'll I'll come on to my overview of the show. The show's really weird, totally, I found you thought. It, it jumps around all over the place. Like, I'd just, like, sometimes it was doing stand up. Sometimes it was like I was watching a memoir. Sometimes mm. it got those bit which was like an inspirational speech. Yes. Uh, there's bits where she just shows her holiday photos. Oh my God. There's, there's bits yeah. with just animals. She wants to show some yeah, animal videos animals. she's seen.
1: Yeah. Um,
2: it's just a whole, Mismatch it had of the different
1: exact tenor and uh, delivery of talking to a, pr- a youngish relative at a party uh, who's still a generation above you, who's quite drunk, uh, and just suddenly decides that they have to impart all of their wisdom that they've learned in their years in the world onto you. Because yes. They're suddenly, realizing you're so young, you've got your life ahead of you. You know, you must walk your own path. Also, have you seen these pictures of animals and me and my wife on holiday? Mm.
2: Um. So, I mean, I think part of this is for because uh, I, like I said, uh, I saw the Q and A afterwards. To me, it seems like Ellen has almost become too much of a personality. It, she she's almost there like an ambassador to yeah. these people, yeah. uh, and the the show that they almost look to her for guidance as much as they look for, to her for entertainment. It seems. The well,
1: audience. you know the big questions that we have been asking about all these shows we've been watching are: why did they? Why did the comedian make this show? And why do people come to it? Right? Yes. And people came to this show because they really love Ellen as a person. Yes. they A lot of them think they're mates with Ellen, it seems to me. Mm. I get the impression, especially from her set, that people really feel very entitled to her sort of time and attention. Uh, which suggests to me that there's people developing kind of a imaginary, friendly relationship with uh, with Ellen. And I think that's a, why a lot of people are there.
2: Well, I, th- I think Ellen is very successful both as a um woman and as a um out there um uh, lesbian. An out and, lesbian, yeah. And I think a lot of the audience like to sort of jump on the back of that success. Well I mean she has and jumped Ellen, on the
1: back of that herself, you know?
2: And Ellen likes to encourage that along. Um which you know, I, I, whatever yeah.
1: I'm not saying that's it, a bad it, it thing. It's... It was obviously not easy for Ellen, most likely, uh, to A, be a woman doing daytime like talk show hosting, and B, be a famous out lesbian and lose her series, right? Those things must have been pretty difficult for her. Yes. Um, and she deserves an amount of recognition for uh, being so charismatic that she remained... Uh, you know, in the spotlight and stuff throughout, you know, where some people have had things like that happen to them and lost their careers uh, for whatever reason, you know. And I think she built that to some extent on her own back, and well done to her. Um, I just, just sort of don't care. Like, I don't think anybody deserves a sitcom. <laughs> I don't think anybody deserves a talk show, and I don't think anybody deserves mon- many millions of dollars. So, like.
2: Yes, to come I, out and say, I had a sitcom which only had a hundred, over a hundred episodes. Yeah. Uh, and it's, I don't, I don't know, we, I,
1: yeah. It's just, I, 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 I don't know. I'm not gonna be, I mean, again, we get into these discussions a lot, we get into it like this, but like, I'm not gonna be the guy who says whether or not it's a victory for women and for lesbians that Ellen is like, the kind of, uh, personality and the kind of figure in the American media that she is, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know uh, if that's good or bad. I genuinely don't. Um, but I don't think that you can really judge the stand-up show with that in mind, because I don't think it helps, really. I think the stand-up show is what it is regardless. And if it's a victory lap for triumphing over a patriarchal entertainment industry... Then you know, fine. But like, what's the uh, what's the appeal for most people? And if it's uh, if it's a fake victory lap, you know, it, you know, if if it doesn't actually matter that she did that, then it's that's even worse, you know.
0: So I think you know, if, if more gay people would would endorse, not in a commercial, like, but although, <laughs> can you imagine? Hi, I'm Ellen DeGeneres. Not like to talk to you about gay. Do you find yourself in love with, attracted to, or just curious about the same sex? Maybe it's time to try gay. You'll notice a difference in as little as 48 hours. And I should know, I'm not just a spokesperson, I'm a gay. Side effects may include loss of family, loss of friends, unemployment.
2: Hi, don't mind me. I'm just another of those advertising clever clog dudes who thinks it's cool to break the wall and just try and beat your mate at the start yeah how are you doing um sweet nice tie. so have you ever wondered about doing comedy like this if you have um but you don't know any of the skills and tips like how to be cool how to be ironic how to make jokes um Just get in touch with me or Gabriel of the Comedy Review Review um, through the show. Um, If you enter our promo code on our page, you can get a free first bit of a lesson. uh, And then we will charge you after that, obviously, because we are so good. So get in touch with us soon for that. See you soon, chum.
1: So we get back to that question of why did Ellen DeGeneres feel the need to make this? I, obviously still, you know, don't know the woman. I I get the sense she thought that it was important. I think she thought that this was saying something. And I think that what she thought she was saying was sort of something as trite as, you know, we're all the same. Uh, Even those of us who are multi-multi-millionaires and I'm just the same as you, I, 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 you know, I'm a normal person, uh, I deserve, uh, to be treated with a basic human respect, which, you know, is fine, but also then it's, like, above that, not, not only do I deserve to be treated with respect, but also you should listen to me and the things that I have to say, because, uh, because I have, my experience is applicable to your life, even though I'm really, really... Rich and famous. Yes. I I don't know. Like I thought, the incredible bombshell that before Ellen was incredibly rich and famous, she was not poor and not famous. Yes. It doesn't really change things for me in a meaningful. I just think that I don't know. It's just so hard to care. Yeah. Her fans love her more than anything. all it's really obvious that that's the case because you've got. You know, as somebody who's not a fan of the show, I've never watched an episode of Ellen. Uh, so I sit there and I like there's this bit where she's doing these humble brags we're talking about. So the premise of the show is supposed to be, you know, I'm uh, I'm too rich and famous to be relatable or am I? Um so she does this bit where she's like, "Oh, I think I'm still relatable." And then my butler walked in and he the, the guy I was talking to got lost in my big labyrinthine house. And at one point during the labyrinthine house bit, she starts listing all the trophies he's walking past. And so she's going, Teen Award, Teen Choice Award, Kids' Choice Award, Emmy, all that sort of stuff. And instead of laughter, the audience is applauding her awards that she's won. Yes. They're just clapping that she's won many awards. And it's gone from a joke about uh being a sort of amusingly uh silly... Figure who is obsessed with their own success, uh, to a sort of unironic rally about how great Ellen is.
2: This is what I mean about Ellen DeGeneres almost just exists. She doesn't exist for her content, it seems to me. She exists as much for just her fig, like she's yeah. a statue. She's a personality. Re- yeah. She represents, um, how much you can achieve as a woman and as a lesbian and people just admire her for that without her having to do anything to maintain that status if that makes i
1: don't i don't know if that's too harsh but no i mean you know it's it's very complicated obviously because i'm sure there are lots of lesbian kids and teenagers and stuff who have found some amount of courage or whatever from uh from Ellen DeGeneres, right? she's not... She's... The... the I mean... What well, okay tend get to, into with me is, like, I personally am of the opinion that it's impossible to have many dozens of millions of dollars without having a net negative effect on the world. Well, um, to, I, I just think that that makes you a bad person. To, try, you,
2: to try to distill it down, basically, Ellen DeGeneres has made it successful as a female lesbian. People hmm. admire her because she's successful as a female lesbian, yeah. and she creates... And then she sort of maintains that and just says about how it's great that she's successful as a female lesbian, and it yeah. just goes round in a self-congratulating yes. cycle between That's her and her true. audience. That's
1: uh, very true. Because the things that she's famous for now is just uh referencing back to the having become famous in the first place. It's an incredibly sweet deal.
2: And maintains a fa- as a result of... Yeah,
1: yeah. It's a self-maintaining fame. It's a fa- She's famous for having been able to be famous.
0: Now, when you fly, it's like—I mean, you're you're walking down the aisle to your seat, which is you know 10B or whatever it is. It's like Noah's Ark. There's a woman with a ferret. There's a man with a mongoose. There's a lady with a donkey. <laughs> I say 10B. Does a plane go back that far? I've never been back there. Are, are, there, are there 10 rows? Are there t- I just guessed I don't
1: know I just guessed I think I just want to talk, to talk about this now in terms of it as a bit of comedy right and if Ellen DeGeneres wasn't this person with this story of you know of fighting her way through um, the ranks of the media establishment to become a hugely popular and successful figure despite all the forces arrayed against her ignoring that the show is just not funny no it's it's not well it's 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 just it's just unimaginative it's not creative it doesn't come at comedy and the show is completely the same as it probably would have been 15 years ago it's not there's nothing to it it's completely hollow and and like the only stuff that has any resonance or meaning is 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 this sort of self-referential stuff about how she personally considers herself to have had a positive effect potentially on some people who view her as a role model as a lesbian you know and i think that could have been a 30 second clip of her saying you know uh i've had this amazing journey and i think a lot of girls uh look up to me as somebody who's had that amazing journey and i say good on them you know that could have been that but instead i had to sit through an hour and 10 minutes of awful unfunny stuff that that has the the span in terms of, like, ability to just, I don't know, come up with stuff. Like, of exactly this, like, it's just, it's so small and dull. Everything just is going around in this little loop, like the Kevin James thing, and like the uh, Jack Whitehall thing, and like the Adam Sandler thing. Everybody is just going from restaurant, to watching telly, to being on the internet, to uh being on a plane over and over again, and that's all we ever hear about, and nobody has anything new to say about it. And then she has the, like, and, and then it's on top of that, it's, like, lazy. You know, she's showing this slideshow of funny pictures of animals and stuff. She's showing vid- You know, she stands there, walks off to the side of the stage to just play a clip of herself as a comedian being congratulated by a late-night host for her funny comedy without any of the actual comedy in it. Yes, You know it's a show that is aimed exclusively at people who already really love her and who want to join her on this victory lap at having been incredibly successful. And I don't think she envisions it as a victory lap. I think she is in some way, she considers herself to be uh, justifying her current position uh, as an entertainment figure. And um, she considers it to be an explication of what she feels to be the uh, value that she has to society. And I think she completely fails in that because it's not entertaining It's not enlightening, and it's not fucking funny.
2: Yes. Okay, that's pretty... But it's only quite bad.
1: Yeah, it is only... Like, we've watched a lot of stuff that's worse than that. It was just boring in the same way a lot of the other stuff is boring. I I I mean, I've... Okay, Uh, I'll commit. I think Ellen shows
2: at times... uh, This is the thing I found the most frustrating about the show, is that she shows an awareness of issues or at least an awareness of the basic outlines of certain large issues in Mm. our culture like or or in a so for example uh, she references bits where uh, about how as a celebrity um, all her moves are scrutinised and stuff yeah. So she brings it up, and then just uses that as an excuse yeah. to tell us an implausible story of her just filling <laughs> the back of the car up with petrol. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, and okay.
1: Like, oh, okay. Just and then
2: just get ju- another car. And then, ju- and, then, and then just moves on to the next idea. It's like, oh, great. Or, for example, she mentions about how internet is disconnecting us. But yeah. But that's just, and then that's uses just the premise excuse- to yeah. show us
1: videos of cats. It's It was. It skimmed so... I mean... At the the end of the day, what I'm becoming increasingly frustrated with is this complete lack of creative scope. It's this feeling that in order to make stuff that will resonate with people, you have to talk about the sort of three or four things that everybody has done a few times and never broaden your horizons around that. Look, you know? the fact is, I don't know if Ellen really has anything to say about these issues.
2: I yeah. there's, there's plenty of other stuff she brings up. And, I mean, it's, it's all, cause there's times at the start where I felt like there was some kind of subtext to the stuff she was like some of the material about her being nice in car, because, uh, because she said at the end of the show she has to be nice and stuff. Oh, uh, yeah. And then, and then, but she's like, uh, so she has to be nice in the car as a result. And I thought, and, and then the subtext of that is sort of like, well, as a celebrity, she has to maintain a face. And then she just sort of refers to that, yeah. just bonks it on the nose later on and then doesn't even deal with it. But it's just, yeah, she, she just brings up these ideas and then doesn't go anywhere with them and just gets sidetracked. And it's frustrating.
0: I don't want to judge, you don't know why someone's going slow. You have no idea. Maybe they're transporting a bowl of soup. I don't know. <laughs> no. I really, I don't like to judge, except for people who say library, then I do. <laughs> uh, yeah. Library. Really? Okay. The place with all the words? Okay. You know what word's not in there? Library.
2: I've also got a segment which takes up half of my A4 page where it wrote Lazy Joke Alert. So there's firstly a bit where she's like, You can't judge people for driving slowly because they could be carrying a bowl of soup. Yeah. So she can only think of one reason why these people are driving slowly. Yeah. And that's the funniest thing she could think of. A bowl of soup. I don't know if you can just think of anything funnier than that off the top of your head, if the listeners have anything, but it's just, like, that, I can't believe that a bowl of soup, firstly, that she can only think of one funny thing to say, and that that was the funniest thing she could think of. Mm-hmm. I, d- I, d- I don't know if you agree with that. Yeah. I think, um. And then secondly, she yeah. moves, she moves on to, Liber- like, what library. is it? Library. I didn't get
1: that bit. That's how you say that word. I don't know what she's talking about. I don't know what she means, library. What does she mean, people who say library? What does that actually mean? What, instead of library? Library. Library. Lib- library. Library. Liber- library.
2: Library. Either way, it's a lame joke, right? Because, the basically, the point is, she, uh, immediately after she says library... I'm thinking in my head, firstly, she said oh, the word incorrectly. Secondly, it's a word that's related to the idea of words. So you can figure the punchline out for yourself from there. Yeah. this is a, I mean, you just, just create, you, actual, create your sorry. own punchline out of it. Just sort of like, well, I reckon you should go in there more often than you... Just, yeah, like for example, I I basically turned the show off for three minutes, mm. and I came up fo- with four of my own jokes exactly like that that I've put in a in a paragraph, so perfect. you can see how easy it is to reverse engineer jokes like this. So that's
1: perfect.
2: Right. So when I was at school, I was so bad at my spellings, I would always miss words. Hmm. Then when I wrote sentences, I would never know when to put the full. Stop. Sometimes I would get so lazy I wouldn't even finish my... Right, Pretty good. So, so you get the... Uh, right, I've come up with four examples of stuff related to that library routine in five minutes. I mean, yeah. I'm not saying they're good, I'm just saying that... For... I'm
1: saying they're good. I'm <laughs> saying that you should have an hour-long show where you read stuff like that from a piece of paper.
2: Like, I can come up with... Four times as much material as Ellen in five minutes.
1: Yeah.
2: On that just <laughs>
1: Yes. Just Well, yes, but you lazy. don't have the incredibly meaningful overarching point that Ellen is relatable because everyone is relatable, and we should all be nice to each other because we're all the same. Oh, okay. So yeah. No, I think that yeah. It was pretty lazy, pretty tight scope not a lot to say about anything an hour of time to get huge amounts gales and gales of applause for saying things like my show's been running for 16 seasons and uh uh i've got a lot of trophies Um, was it the was it of all the shows is it Mm.
2: the most what because i think self-regarding one no well is it the one that's most like a political rally? Cuz I think <laughs> I can't remember which was the show I Trevor referenced that. was a bit like that. Yeah. No, but do you think this was worse?
1: I don't think any politician has that level of uh, unquestioning adoration from that many people.
2: when Ellen runs for Prime Minister 2020 President yeah. 2020, do you think her speech will be much different to that?
1: No. I don't <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm not Do kidding you... when I say I think there are a lot of people out there who would think that Ellen's experience as somebody who uh, had a sitcom and then came out as a lesbian and got kicked off telly uh, makes her more than qualified to be in charge of the country. Yes. I think that's kind of probably what most big Ellen fans believe at some level. I just think that, yeah, people really, really, really love Ellen as a person. And like I said, I think she seems like good company. Mm. I'd like to hang out with Ellen. Um, Yes. I think she seems like she's probably funny in real life. In a way that neither of us are. Nah. Um,
2: As you are finding now, listeners.
1: (laughs) But I just don't think that she has anything to say. And I think she did this show because she thought that she could prove her worth as a continually... Massive figure in American uh, entertainment, uh, and she has failed to do that. Okay. Um, so, what do you rate, old uh, Ellen, out of uh, something? What do, what what do you give Ellen's show uh, in terms of being? Uh, let's do the old BBC thing, right? What was it? It's like, is it uh, is it educational? Is it entertaining? Does it improve people's lives? Inform, inform, educate, entertain. That's right. Inform, educate, entertain. Did you feel any of those things by those things or all of them and how much? Um, I
2: felt vaguely informed into how Ellen thinks, mm. I think. But okay. So I think in terms of a show, uh there's another show on Netflix which isn't a comedy special uh which is called Springsteen on Broadway you can uh-huh. guess what it's about and i think for a show which is about a uh what it is being a figure a famous figure for a long time and going back to your roots uh, and incorporating uh some of your material into a sort of memoir based show um, I mean, it is incredibly long. It's sort of too long, but it's, <laughs> it's poetically told. Uh, yeah, I, I just seeing that, because I saw that a couple of weeks ago just in my own time. Now I have mm-hmm. Netflix. And then seeing the Ellen show after that, yeah. they, they are miles apart in terms of, well, one of them is a show which is, which offers some insight and, and makes you feel like you're connected with that person. Yeah. Uh, and then you have the Ellen show, which is just her uh, humble bragging about her trophies.
1: Um, I'll tell you what I've been struggling with this whole time. We've been talking that I'm finally beginning to understand. I think um, it's, I genuinely don't, I, although I concede that Ellen has had, to, had at times a very difficult life, and that it was it's tremendously brave of her and probably very difficult to get to where she is now, mm. I don't think that qualifies her whatsoever to have any opinion about anything. I don't think that makes her uh, necessarily clever. I don't think it makes her uh, wise. I don't think it makes her funny. I don't think it makes her worth listening to at all. And I think but, but- we fetishize having hard times in your life and having struggle as being this thing that necessarily makes you a better person or somebody with uh more insight and i don't think but, that it's yeah. true well that's fine but irrespective of that
2: you could still make a show as a famous figurehead about wh- which gives the audience an insight into your influences and yeah. into your ways of thinking and into personal th- things which are personal to you yeah. uh and yeah the Compared to the spring scene, show that the Ellen, the, this is just not even comparable. Well, really yeah, there's
1: a very basic rags to riches tale, you know, or rags. Yeah, it's a rags to riches tale.
2: I mean, I I felt, yeah, I felt like I understood
1: Ellen slightly
2: more, yeah. so I was slightly more informed about her. Uh, in terms of, I mean, I wasn't entertained, by it but I'm not really the audience. Um, what's the other one? Educated.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, she just. <laughs> yeah, like I said, she brings up ideas that she so could no. talk about and then doesn't talk about it. them away
1: with a yeah. quick and. Not with the swish of a... her.
2: Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. The swish of her cowboy boots, eh? That's a reference to one of the jokes. Yes. Yeah. I, I agree. I think it was. I was informed that. Ellen used to have a sitcom and all that stuff and got taken off air because she came out as a lesbian.
2: But her Uh, her fans wouldn't have been informed.
1: No, 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 no. No. Uh, But I think that, needless to say, the target audience of this loves it. There's no question of that. Uh, I mean, this is for people who are fans of Ellen. And fans of Ellen would watch Ellen uh, friggin' scroll on her phone for an hour and ten minutes, you know what I mean? yes uh, they they don't need something that is of any actual value to be made for them by her um hmm. in terms of educated no i thought it was very boring in terms of ent- uh oh, ent- i mean entertain in terms of educate uh no i don't you know i suppose i've had it's given me an opportunity to think about whether i think being a marginalized figure in the public spotlight necessarily makes you a worthwhile uh voice on marginalization or indeed being in the public spotlight. And, uh, I've concluded that evidently it doesn't. So that's what I learned. Um, and yeah, I thought probably I wasted an hour and 10 minutes of my life, but you know, I was in the bath anyway, you know. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I give it, uh, E out of I. Oh, no, wait. I give it I out of I.E.
2: Okay. Uh, that sounds generous, since you're generous. <laughs> um.
1: And that's the show.
0: We all have people that we, like we know that, that look into signs way way too much. Like you know they'll be like, oh, I don't know if I should be in this relationship. Oh, there's a squirrel. Squirrels live in trees. Trees have leaves. I should leave him. <laughs> I think we're all looking for signs because we're all looking for validation that we're on the right path. And when we see signs like that. We think that means that we're on the right path. Which, by the way, we are all on a path. We're all on our own individual path. Nobody should be on anybody else's path. We should be on our own path. (laughs) Unless you're lost in the woods and you see a path. Follow that. But but I think that signs do help us. And I think that if we pay attention to those signs, they do guide us. And some signs are easier to spot than others. And I had something that was pretty significant that happened to me and um, I, I didn't even know I was struggling with with coming out. I mean, I, whenever you're closeted, you're always thinking about it, it's, it's on your mind because you're worried that someone's gonna find out, you're worried that someone's gonna know, and, and so it is on your mind. So subconsciously, we're aware of that. But I didn't realize that until I had this dream I had a dream that I was holding a baby finch, like a little precious bird, and it was my pet. And I put it back in its cage, which was this beautiful multi-tiered bamboo cage, and the bird became me when it went into the cage. And all of a sudden it realized that it was up against a window all along, and the window was open, and the bars were wide enough for the bird to fly out. And it had been the whole time. And I looked at the bird and I said, don't leave, you're safe in here. And the bird looked at me and said, I don't belong in here and flew out. And the next morning I woke up and I said, I'm coming out. And Before I had that dream, I didn't realize I was in a cage. I had no idea I was in a cage I had a great life. I had a successful sitcom. I had fame. I had money I had everything that I thought that was important, but I was hiding a part of myself and whenever we hide anything from anybody it's because we're worried about what someone else is going to think of us and even though I knew that was going to be difficult. I had gotten to the point where it was more important for me to feel proud of who I was and live my truth than worry about what other people thought of me.
2: And Hi, listeners. Now you've finished this week's show, um, it's time to let you in on a little secret just between you and me, uh, which is that uh, this week, Gabriel was not in charge of the edit of this show. He had a lot of work to get on with, uh, with uh, Ed. Ed called in to write some songs. So I uh, graciously offered to um, do the edit for him. Um, I hope I've done a reasonable job. Uh, if you haven't noticed, Uh, up to this point then that's good Uh, if you have uh, please let us know uh, and I will make sure that Gabriel is in charge of all future edits Um, see you soon